Scrubbing In with Becca Tilly, an iHeartRadio podcast. Well, hey guys, it is not Becca Tilly, it's Tanya. I'm here, I'm holding down the fort uh, because Becca uh, is on the phone, actually. She... Hey, everybody. <laughs> oh, Becca. <laughs> Becca's got an emergency. She had an emergency. Um, Becca, do you want to explain where you are and what's going on? Yeah, I'm at the hair salon. Um, see, here's the problem. I have premature gray hair, so it takes me a long time when I'm at the salon. And I have to make my priorities the way they are. So we the allocated four hours for her hair, and she's still not done. It's not my fault. I it's my hair's fault. I can't help it. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I I I get it. I don't. Amy, I don't. Amy, that is such a lie. <laughs> um, well, I'm just I'm really sad. First of all, I'm sad that you're not here, but I'm sad because Teddy Mellencamp is here. Yay, Teddy. Hi, Teddy. Housewives of Beverly Hills and just our accountability coach. I mean, Teddy, I mean yeah. of all times to flake, Becca. Come on, I was holding you accountable. You asked me to be here. I know this is the problem. I um, I kind of thought you'd get on to me for my eating habits, and so I tried to plan a way to not have to face you head on. <laughs> no, I mean let's be honest. I had to start following you in order to get stock more stalkerish towards Tanya, and I did realize your diet or your Dr Pepper intake is a little high. I know, Becca. I tried- you need Teddy more than anyone. <laughs> Becca butters her pop tarts. What? Okay, no, wow, I feel attacked. I feel attacked. No, maybe you have a reason for it. It helps me. I, I think I'm prettier when I drink Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> empowers you. I feel better about myself. I have more energy. <laughs> but how is your hair, Becca? It's looking good, y'all. It's looking good. We're blow drying. I'm going back blonder. So you should blonder be here. Blonder. You should be here almost by the time we finish our interview with Teddy. Yeah, I should be ma- like walking in as soon as as soon as it's it's over. Ending <laughs> as soon as as soon as our time here is over, you'll be here. Great. I might just listen in, and so I might not chime in as much because I got to focus on my hair. But I might listen so I can hear all the advice you have to get because I I genuinely am curious about what you do because it's so opposite of my lifestyle. And everyone listening <laughs> understands because our hair is our number one. That's true. We're not going to judge you this time. But it's so crazy because I talk, I mean, Becca is my best friend and I talk about you all the time. So I feel like she knows so much. Like you're such a big part of my life right now. And so like, I feel like we're all kind of in this circle together. No, I mean, you're Becca, you are in the inner circle with me now as well because (laughs) you're influencing Tanya here. Mm-hmm. I know when she told me you started following me and like stalked my stories I got like I think every time I post something like with fast food or anything I think about it now and I never you know, did before you know what that's the point Tanya can you explain for everyone yes, listening okay how you know Teddy what Teddy does and yes. then crazily Teddy is also a real housewife of Beverly Hills yes. which just makes the whole thing that much nuttier yes okay so Teddy is a accountability coach that is, aside from the fact that you are a wife, a mother, a uh, now you're a new housewife of Beverly Hills. And uh, so you have, I mean, you have a list of, your, I mean, it goes on and on and on and on. But essentially you, um, and you can jump in and correct me if I'm, you know, explaining it wrong. But you hold women accountable that want to make a big life change. Correct. 
And um, for me, it's been a huge, um, it's been a huge life change. And the thing that I love about you is that it's not, there's no frills. You know, you don't need to have a chef. You don't need to have, you don't have to go to the best gym. All you need is a plan, your plan, and a street. Can you be more specific on what we're talking about? Like, is it focused on exercise and diet or health? It's health and wellness, but everything's tied in together. We don't realize it, but that promotion at work is tied into how you're feeling about yourself. That relationship that you're having with your partner, that's tied into how you feel about yourself. If you're not feeling good about yourself and you're looking to them to make you feel better, you're not going to feel any better because they're never going to be able to make the changes that you need to make for yourself. Well, that's interesting. So it's constantly empowering women to know that they can make the change for themselves, but also calling them on their own bullshit. Because sometimes your friend or your husband right. or your coworker is sick of hearing, everybody's sick of hearing your crap right. at some point or another. But it's my job to hear it and to be empathetic to it, but also talk you through it because I have lived it. I myself have struggled with health and wellness and all of those things that encompass fitness and everything you know, from being a parent to, you know, living in Los Angeles in general. Right. So, so I'm curious, okay, because everybody always says, like, you got to be happy with yourself and you got to do this and you got to do this. When am I allowed to, like, lean on my boyfriend? Uh, you're allowed to lean on people whenever you really want to, but first you have to look inside yourself. Yeah, there are some days I don't want to get up and run, and there are some days on that run I am crying, and I'm a hot mess, but I'm having those feelings and I'm letting myself process those emotions for me. Then once I've processed it, if I'm still feeling a little bad, I can say to my husband, Ugh, babe, I got up, I did what I needed to do, and I still have this feeling because of this or because of that. It provides clarity. Yeah, that's a great point. You know what I mean? You're clear. As opposed to at first when you're first upset and you want to strike out or zig somebody or, you know, whatever. It's all jumbled. Yeah, it's all jumbled. you got to be clear. I think, and also for me, um, I hit this point where I was like, uh, I've been at this weight my whole, pretty much like my entire life. I've just always been in, in my head. I was like, oh, I'm just, you know, um, and this is just the way that I'm supposed to be, you know, like this is just, this is it. And I came to this realization, um, a girlfriend of mine had gone through your program and I just saw her life just transform. Like but literally before my eyes, I see this, I see her on a regular basis and her attitude and everything just completely changed about herself. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I remember like not being committed and I reached out and I was like, I'm not ready. And then two months went by and I said, I'm ready. I'm all in. And it's hard work. So what specifically do you tell Tanya to do? Well, I'm not going to give you all of the specifics, but essentially it's about what you're eating. It's about how much you're exercising. And it doesn't, the intensity level will change by the day. If she was saying my knee hurts today, I'd be like, okay, you know, maybe do a hot yoga class or, oh, or I'm feeling really great today. Great, run. Push your very hardest. Every day it's different. But I have to tell you, and being totally vulnerable about this, I never thought I'd even be at the weight I'm at now. Yeah. Never. I never thought I could do but it. But also your change in attitude from when we first started versus now. I mean, her first text message to me, she was like, hands down, there's no way I could work out more than three to four days a week. And I was like, okay, well, hands down, it was nice meeting you. When you're ready, reach out. <laughs> you know, like, great. Thank you. Like, it doesn't matter. And that's how I am with every per- every person. One, I have to feel a connection with them. Then I'm going to work through the process with them. And 
I watch their transition now. I don't even have to ask her. And she's like, hey, this is the plan for today. I'm going to do this. Like, you, you hold you yourself struck- accountable. It's uh, I'm telling you, it's the craziest thing. I've seen a shift in the way that I, I deal with everything in my life. Like, I just make – you just it's as if you make it a priority. And I think that's something that a lot of women struggle with. I've had, uh, I've had so many people message me in the past two months saying, like, what are you doing? You look great. You look happy. And I'm like, I feel so good. Like, I don't – feel like I'm depriving myself of anything and I just feel great and it really like comes from in it's like I feel like it's like exuding out of me and and I, there were parts where I thought like I couldn't do it I was like I don't think I can do this and Teddy comes in and she just like is so encouraging and says you can do this like I've done this and like you know what I mean like you come in like when I felt like I was at a breaking point and um I owe so much to you and I and this no. is so crazy because I've <laughs> Literally just met you for the first time today. In person. In you, person. You, know, you talk on the phone or text? We yeah. text. Yeah. But so, and, and I'm all for it. I'm just curious. It's very focused on diet and exercise. It, it Yes. It's and I'm not like make, simplifying and, it. And I'm I like trying to, to understand. No, I like to say it's a lifestyle change, not a diet. Right. A diet is something you do temporarily. A lifestyle change is something you make a part of your life. So my day-to-day life, I used to be a big, um, I did this so I deserve this. Like, I went on this run, so now I deserve to eat this junk and right. have these drinks and do this and blah, blah, blah. And it was all just making me feel bad because none of it was because I wanted to do it. And what I train everybody to learn is it's not – I don't want to go to a dinner just because I'm only looking forward to the food. I want to go to the dinner because I'm looking forward to who I'm going to see, what I'm going to learn, what I'm going to talk about, all of those things – or what I'm going to hear from my friends. If you start revolving your life around things that are going to give you, you know – momentary joy it's not great right you want people to touch you you want experiences to touch you You want to be learning and if you're not open to that and you're not vulnerable to those things you're not going to change so for girls that are listening right now what are two easy things that you could like two easy things that they could start doing in their day-to-day um Uh, two easy things well i'll give you three okay okay the top three for me is start your day with a glass of water full glass of water before you have a coffee before you do anything else drink a full glass of water it just kind of is going to flush you uh, the second thing is be active for one hour a day. I don't care if it's a walk. I don't care if it's a hike. It's a spin class. It's a workout video on your computer. One hour a day. And the third thing is eat two to three hours before dinner. I mean, before Hi, bedtime. Here. Sorry. Rebecca here. Um, is that um, every day as in seven days a week? Or are we just doing um, weekdays and weekends? <laughs> <laughs> Sunday fun day excluded. No. Yes, it's every day because once you make the lifestyle change, for me, example, a big part like of my workout, it doesn't have to be intense, but like the kids and my husband and I love to go on like a family bike ride on Sunday or go on a hike with my best friend, starting to build a lifestyle where around that around fun, active activities versus, all right, let's go eat and drink at this place. And that's where we're going to have our fun. And then, you know what? We can all feel bad tomorrow and eat because of it. Right. What was the third one? Eat two to three hours before bed. Yes, eat two to three hours before bed. A lot of people eat right before they yeah, go to right, bed. Okay. Those are good tips. Very. And then I also want to talk about that because, you know, you have a husband and you have kids and you, like, I remember I was texting you and I said, there's just no way. Sometimes I have a way too busy day. Like, I can't work out. And you were like, uh, I just filmed for six hours. <laughs> I have children and a husband. And, yeah, if I can do it, you can do it. And so I think I want you to talk about how, first of all, how you met your husband. Oh, well, is that kind of show? <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I met my husband, I was walking in a nightclub and he was walking out and he did a little turnaround 
and came and found me in the club. I didn't know this at the time. Um, and, you know, I could, I could try to classy this up a bit, but, I mean, we met on a one-night stand. <laughs> no, I love that story. Yeah, no. I like it, too. I no. mean, oh, no, you I, are you judging me a little bit, Becca? I'm worried. I'm at the salon when I'm supposed to be at the podcast. I don't have a lot of judgment. <laughs> um, no, we met, and honestly, the next day, I was like, Edward, my alarm went off for work. I'm like, you got to go, Edward. And he's like, um, my name's Edwin. <laughs> I was like, right, right. That's what I said, obviously. Anyways. Wait, <clears throat> when was this? Like, how long ago? This was, I mean, nine years ago. Wow. I yeah. love that story. I mean, yeah. right. Whatever. You just never know. And truthfully, had we not had that like kind of awkward, well, also we had we had taken a cab, so it's not like he had his car. Right. So I had to drive him towards car. And if we didn't have that thirty minutes in the morning where we just honestly laughed so hard, like I was, he had a ponytail, which is not my thing. No offense to any male ponytail wearers, but I was like, <laughs> he all of a sudden I saw he had a ponytail. I'm like. <gasps> I go, you had a beanie on last night. <laughs> and he's like, I'm like, you kept that bad boy under wraps. And had he been kind of douchey about it, I would have been totally grossed out. And he was like, but he laughed and made fun of himself. And he's like, but what about this look? And like kind of flew his little bang back. And I was like, oh, my God. You're like, that's my dude. Yeah, like we just kept, he got my humor and it, you know, it was a slow start. I mean, it was a, it was a strong start and then it went slow. And then, you know, now we have two kids. And, and you've been married for how many years? We've been married six years. I'm Googling him right now. Does he still have a ponytail? Oh, no. The fir- I'm from the South, so the first time he came back for one of my best friend's wedding, I was like, listen, honey, I'm not trying to be rude, but you're invited to the wedding. Your ponytail is not, so you can make the choice. The ponytail must stay. <laughs> I tried to give him some help. I'm like, come on, buddy. We're, we're working a couple different problems here. We, we got to at least cut the ponytail. And then so when did the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills come into play? So that came into play, I mean, I guess we started filming in May. So, I mean, shortly before then, I mean, Dorit and I have kids that are the same age. And so I had um, gotten to know her through this, like, music class where each week a different mom hosts. And somebody had said, oh, you know, a friend of mine is Dorit. Can we bring her next week? And so that's, you know, when we started filming and when I started to get to know Dorit. You actually see it progress on the show. Got it. Got it. And, like, you – um. I feel like it all it all stemmed from you were saying how you were feeling about yourself. Like right. you started feeling really good about yourself. Is your husband really supportive of He's 100% supportive. I mean, everybody in my life saw me go through this shift. You know, I I fluctuated in weight and in happiness, you know, when I first moved out to Los Angeles, I came out here and I was just kind of like a deer in headlights. And then I kind of got myself back on track through my career when I rode horses for a living. And then, um, you know, I lost myself a little bit when I had kids. You know, I started depending on my husband and my kids only to provide happiness for me. And not that that's not enough. I mean, that's amazing. But my husband would come home from work, and I would honestly be, like, pouring my heart out about my day. And I could see him, like, oh, my God. (laughs) Code red. Where's my wife? Where's that, like, confident, fun woman? Right. And I realized it was I didn't feel good about myself. And I can't be the best mom. I can't be the best wife. I can't do any of it when I'm constantly, like, not comfortable in my own skin. And that's when the shift began to happen. And I started holding myself accountable. And, you know, I I muddled through different ways trying to figure it out. And it wasn't until I realized this way of learning, you know, what works for me and what doesn't and what actually works for for all women. Right. You know? 
it's balance. Yeah. And do you meditate or do any like mindfulness or real like that kind of a thing? I, I don't do morning meditation, but every, I do a to-do list. So I write a to-do list every night, and then the next day I make sure that I'm going to accomplish three of the five things on that list every day. And, you know, they're the non-negotiables that are always on there. I know I'm – now the to-do list, it doesn't have to say I'm going to do an hour of cardio. I already know that. Right, that's right, That's just right. part of my life now. But I never want to get to the so point – Right, that's not like go pick up diapers at the store. No, okay. they're like things that are going to better our life, my family and my life. And those are the things that I'm going to make sure are going to happen each day. That's why I'm not a big resolutions person. Right. You know, because it sets you up to fail. Uh, uh a lot of people, I mean, I like you, obviously, but a lot of people that are watching the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills really like you because um, you kind of don't seem phased by, you're just like yourself. Does that make sense? Like, you're not like a Real Housewife of Beverly Hills. You're just Teddy. Well, thanks. I think, um, you know, the deal that I made with myself when I signed on to do the show is I'm not going to be somebody I'm not. I'm not that person that's going to try to act a certain way because that's how women in Beverly Hills are supposed to act. Right. Um, because that's not who I am, and I couldn't watch that. Whatever I do now, yeah, there's going to be some hard-to-watch moments. I know that I'm true to who I am, and you may see me cry, you may see me laugh, you may see me, you know, all different aspects of how I am, but they're me. Right. How'd your husband feel about it? I mean, it's... I think... Filming it versus watching it now is, mm -hmm. are two totally different ballgames. You're very in your head when you're filming it. Like, you can see me, if you if you watch the show, you can see me being in my own head. As women are talking to me, I'm like, okay, am I supposed to be excited about this? <laughs> like, what am I doing? You know, it's, you've got to really focus on being in the moment and, that, and being present. And right. that's hard as a mom, as a businesswoman, of all those things, to be present in all your conversations. So that was a big learning tool for me. And also for him. You know, it was the first time. We filmed a date. And we're like, okay, we've got three hours right now where it's just you and me, buddy. Mono y mono. You know, right. like we're talking, there's no looking at the phones. There, you know, it puts you it puts things into perspective. Yeah. What's one thing that you feel like um has kept your marriage so solid throughout these years? Well, we do one date day a week. Not date night, day. Okay. So it's it can even be three hours whether it's to go on a hike and then we go to lunch or we do something during the day where we're not tired and we're not dreading it. Mm. Because the, uh, what was happening when we were doing date night, we're both exhausted. Mm. It's 9 o'clock at night. We've worked full days. Right. And, and, or it's the weekend, and we've been with our kids all day, and now we're paying a babysitter to watch our kids sleep, <laughs> which if you're a parent is ridiculous. You know, so now a yeah, couple of hours out of a Sunday, you know, we'll go to church in the morning with our kids, and then in the afternoon we'll go – do a workout or do something fun together so we're excited to do it right dreading having to do plans with somebody you love is not ideal right um i want to cut to the chase because as much as i need health and wellness advice <laughs> i also need um dating advice so like what do you have in that area for us uh my only dating advice is don't play games there's mm -hmm. absolutely no need for games because somebody's either going to like you enough that they don't care or they don't they're just not that into you. That's the wow. truth. If somebody isn't giving you what you need, they're just not that into you. Can you keep Tanya accountable on that? <laughs> she hasn't too? actually ever brought say. men up, by the way. That's true. I think I've been on one date since I've been working with you. And, and it was so funny because I was just like, uh, here you I think you were like, I can't. I, uh, I'm just I'm going on a date tonight. It was very yeah. you, you brushed over <laughs> yeah. it. I did not care. 
Um, but I think that that's a big thing. You know, I have girlfriends that are like, oh, you know, should I not text back or should I do whatever it is that you feel? If they like you, they don't care. They really don't. Uh, wow, that's Tanya plays some games. I play some games, but and Becca plays some games. Becca plays Becca plays some games, but 2018, we are not overthinking. We're just doing. Right, just be you. Just be right. you, and somebody is gonna love you for you. There's nothing that you're gonna be able to manipulate right. through some sort of game of, with a text message or right. a plan. Or... I know. I met this guy on a dating app, and they were like, "What was your opening line?" I said, "Happy Saturday," and they were like. Oh, Tanya, that's so bad. Yeah, kind of and I'm bad. like, this is just me. That's just how I am. Happy Saturday. It's a wonderful, beautiful Saturday. And that's me. And guess what? He wrote back. He did? See? Oh. Becca, do you hate it? Oh. oh, my God. Was it Sunday? <laughs> Wait, what did he say? He said, um, happy Saturday. What do you have planned today? Oh. Thank you. I know. And Has this sense fizzled, or is it still active? We're still active. I love it. Thank you. When are you going out? Well, uh, are you planning it for your cheat? No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, uh, he's not going to be in town for the next month, so I don't know. He's a football player. Who is it? Oh, come on. No. <laughs> I thought it was we the all, other guy. We're all thinking the one thing. You know what we're all thinking. I just whispered it, I think. Yeah, but Teddy just said, Tim Tebow. It's but not yeah, Tim Tebow. This is public knowledge. We yeah. talk about this too often, actually. It's not Tim Tebow. Is I feel like we could get the ball rolling there. Professional football player? Yeah. I don't want to say his name. That's fine, but way to go. And he's still in it? He's still in the playoffs? Yep, he sure is. Way to Becca, go, Becca, I wish you could Tanya. see Tanya's face right now. Because <laughs> I, I know nothing about football, so I don't know happy, anything about his... Happy Saturday, Tanya. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder you're I don't know Saturday. anything about his... I don't know anything about the team or anything, so... Wait, we're, we're sure it's, like, American football and not, like, soccer, right? <laughs> right, football. like, football. No, American football. American football. He actually played okay, okay. in college with one of my best friends. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I like this. Yeah. It's very fresh. Literally two days in. <laughs> two days in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't know that this is necessarily playing a game, but I hopefully he doesn't listen right. to this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, that's a theme. That's 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 a thing Becca and I struggle with. We're just with. being chill about it, football player. Don't worry. We barely mentioned you. Yeah. If we didn't have Scrubbing in, that'd be a great name for this show. <laughs> Hopefully, he's not listening. <laughs> wow, Mark. That is so genius. That is so genius. Uh, okay, well, uh, Teddy, I know you have a million things to do because you have a million responsibilities in life. So I'm going to let you go. And then hopefully, Becca, are you close? Well, oh, the silence is booked up. Volumes. She's getting Wait, her Teddy, blowouts happening. How can people learn more about you? Like, oh, yeah. you have a website? Or oh, yeah. A- you can go on um, teddymellencamp.com or laworkoutjunkie.com. And also, I love an Insta story. So I'm constantly showing proof of how accountable I am. Right. She's very motivating, that's for sure. So tell, tell everybody your Instagram handle. Um, it's Teddy Mellencamp, at Teddy Mellencamp. <laughs> Teddy with an I. Yes. Teddy with oh, an eye. Teddy with an eye. Yeah, thank, thank you. you so much for coming oh, by. I can't believe this is the first time I've seen you face to face. I'm all revved up. <laughs> I'm having a lot of FOMO, but um, we're going to go get lunch, and we're going to get me in a good place to start this accountability. Oh. I, I feel ready now. Now, you know what? I'm holding you accountable that when you're ready, you'll reach out. I will, and I'm going to be ready because I don't want to reach out until I'm ready. But it's coming soon. I can feel it. I can yeah. feel it, Becca Tilly, 2018. 2018. Coming in hot. <laughs> Thank you so much. Love you. And Becca, see you soon. Okay, so 
while we're waiting for Miss Tilly to arrive, uh, I want to talk to you guys about Adore Me. So uh, this Valentine's Day, you should treat yourself to Adore Me lingerie. Um, I'm very excited. I actually just ordered the Exquisita set. It's a really pretty black bra and panties. And um, Becca and I actually uh, ordered the Matilda set. They're like really cozy pajamas. It's like black and they're really cute. So we're excited to get those in. But um, at AdoreMe.com, you get designer bras and lingerie that will fit you perfectly because AdoreMe is designed by women for women for every body type. So everything from petite to plus size. So forget the mall and outrageous prices because with AdoreMe.com, you'll get gorgeous lingerie and bra and panty sets to your door. Yeah, it's kind of great. So uh, you shop hundreds of styles with lacy uh, romantic. Oh wait, you can shop hundreds of styles from lacy romantic lingerie, um, which is like the Exquisita set that I just ordered. And uh, they have bralettes. They have supportive full coverage bras. Um, it, there's everything that you could possibly imagine. I literally got lost on the website. Um, and there's no risk or return lines. And shipping and exchanges are always free. So. Um, for a limited time, it's the Adormi Valentine's Day sale. You get your first set for just $19.99 at adormi.com slash scrubbing in. Um, that's 60% off your first set with VIP membership at adormi.com slash scrubbing in. And again, that's adormi.com slash scrubbing in. Well, would you look who we have here, ladies and gentlemen. The one and only Hello. Becca Tilly is here. Yep, right on time. Might I say, your hair looks ravishing. <laughs> I was hoping that it would at least, it would, people would feel like it was worth it rather than being like, well, what did she even have done? No, it was worth it. It looks great. I'm going to be honest. It was a little bit mortifying not being here for um, having a guest on, but I thought if anyone could hold the fort down, <laughs> Tanya could do it. I appreciate the faith, Becca, that you have in me. Yeah. Um, but I don't have lunch with Teddy. We do have, we do have to have lunch with her. Yeah, sh- so do we wait to have lunch until I'm like ready to be healthy or if you want or just we just do it. She's just cool, man. Yeah, she seemed really cool. Yeah. I almost felt I I wasn't I couldn't tell she was gonna be one of those people that was like intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. But she was so like cool and down to earth. Yeah. And what are the odds that she met her husband on a one night stand? I don't know. What are those odds? 100%. We should look into the statistics. Oh, oh, like other people. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, what do you mean? I I just didn't know that she met her husband on a one night stand. Yeah. I'm curious to know if a lot of other people have. I know. That should be something people email us about. Yeah. Um, by the way, we do love the emails because there's a lot of times where personally I don't have like a ton of like drama or anything exciting going on in my life. And so when y'all email in with things for us to talk about, it gives us something, a topic. So if you have even like a funny story and you're like, oh, this happened, blah, blah, blah. What do you think about it? We like that too. Yeah. So thanks for those. Um, did you watch the Golden Globes last night? I watched the majority of them. Did you? I didn't. I just saw like about, I just like, what? <laughs> I've gotten to where now. It's well, funny that you'd bring it up if you haven't seen them. But because I don't have cable, <laughs> so I don't see a lot of things. But like with social media and Twitter, it makes it very easy to feel like I watch the show without totally. having to sit down and watch it. That's true. It's very true. I mean, uh, mostly all I heard about was Oprah. Oh, my gosh. So there was this girl who I don't even she may have been the only person because I was wondering what happens if you don't wear black tonight? Like, is that there were a couple women? uh, One of them was like America's Next Top Model from not America, Sweden or something. And then there were like three that missed the memo. There was three that looked silly. Silly. That's what I'm saying. Like, it was almost 
embarrassing, but then they got shamed for doing it, so it was almost like a catch twenty two. Yeah, yeah. I don't or, know if that's the right term, but I I think you get what I'm saying. Yeah. However, it was kind of like a respect thing, you know. There was a there was a statement being made and a movement, mm-hmm. and it, I almost feel like it would have been sad to miss out on being a part of that movement. Yeah. By not wearing black. I thought it was so cool. I thought it was, thought it was really cool empowering and and just cool to see women. There was um Times Up actually posted this photo and the caption just made me melt. It was um it was like uh four of the celebrities, you know, some of the women like hugging or whatever and it said sisters linked not ranked. Oh wow. And oh, it was so wow. powerful because it's like we're we're all in this together, mm-hmm. you know? Like, we, I'm not better than you because I'm on this show or I'm this movie or i am won this many Golden Globes. Like, we're all in this together for this movement, and I just thought it was really cool. Yeah, that is cool. I like that, too. Yeah, I thought it was it was something that's never... It was just, like, a statement being made, and I'm... This is where I... You know, it was, like, this amazing moment for the women and, like, what they were standing for, and... I, I liked that. I specifically liked an Oprah speech. She talked about the amazing women, but she also said in the amazing men, men that are going to mm-hmm. lead us to get there. And I thought that's exactly what it should be. Like mm-hmm. there's, it's not, I don't ever want to feel like we're, we villainize men just because there's been sure, a few sure. who have just been terrible and made terrible decisions, but, um, to like all be celebrated together. Right. Yeah. That's what I thought about that. That's about all the opinion I have on the Golden Globes because all I really <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch. I don't know. A lot of the times, the big winners of the movies, it's like stuff I've never seen or I'm heard with of. You. So. I'm like, why isn't Grey's Anatomy <laughs> nominated for anything? Like, what the heck? Have you seen like Ellen Pompeo's acting skills? Like, why for 14 seasons? Yeah. Like, I don't understand what, like, it, it Riverdale. Seems like shows like, fall where... out of favor after a while. Like, yeah. they don't get any more awards. After I feel a few like years. They, they won quite a few. Uh, we'd have to look that up i feel like oh, they've the won past. in the past yeah oh. mark's gonna get check that out for us i'm on it um but i do find it strange like I've, some of the shows i'm like why are i don't know i've always thought that was weird yeah it won the golden globe for best television series in 2007 oh okay oh so it's two years after that was probably season three ish okay. season two ish three so those were some good ones i okay. see that i see <laughs> yeah I get why they don't. They're not winning right now. Patrick to be Dempsey, honest. Sandra O, oh, Patrick Dempsey again, Ellen Pompeo, oh. Catherine Heigl—they've all won Golden Globes. Okay, okay, now I feel better. Okay, yeah. But you're right. But, it's weird. Does the show not exist anymore? Yeah, I mean, I agree but with also you. the shows that they're nominated. I'm like, does do a lot of people watch these shows? Yeah, like who was the big winner this year? <laughs> uh, show wise, I'm not sure. Lady Bird took a lot of Golden Globes. Yeah, I'm trying to think of TV what did well. But Lady Bird, I, like I movie. don't know what Lady Bird is either. It's a movie. I, well, yeah, no, but <laughs> that's. I think you'd like Lady Bird. Really? Yeah. What's just, it about? It's about it's a coming of age nineteen year old girl and her mom and and she's kind of quirky. Oh, okay. And I don't know much more than that, but I hear it's fantastic. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm like not opposed to trying to watch. You know, anything. we should do this uh, award season. We should try and watch all the movies that are nominated. Oh yeah, I like that. You want to do that? Yeah. Okay. There's a lot. And oh. you haven't heard of most of them, but good luck. Okay, maybe, maybe just the big we pick. Ones. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we pick like five. <laughs> maybe you wait till the awards are over and just watch the winners. Oh, oh no, yeah. I think it'd make the awards season so much more fun. Um, big Little Lies did very well. Yeah, Big oh, Little yeah. Lies is amazing though. Like I, I binge watched that till four in the morning. Um, when it first came out. Also, I Handmaid's Tale did very well. Yeah. And uh, Sterling K. Brown from This Is Us got right, right, right. Uh, uh, the Golden Globe. I love him. Yeah, I feel like great. I every time I watch one of his speeches, like if I watch it back on Twitter, 
I cry every time. And I don't know if it's just like his presence or what it is, but he's very he's, eloquent. Yeah. Very well spoken. And did you see the video of little Lonnie Lonnie Chavis Chavis um like giving him like congratulating him and saying no. good luck? And then it, they did a post interview, Jason Kennedy did one of um Sterling watching it and he was just like smiling and then like beat his chest and did the Aww. big three thing. Oh, oh that's so cute. Oh. I know it was so cute. Tanya is catching up on This Is Us. Yes. She's I'm what? in season two now. Episode two? Episode two, I believe. Okay. Yeah. So you only got like six more to go, I think. Yeah. yeah. So Great why show. Did you, I mean why did you stop watching? You know what's funny is I um I feel like there's not really a plot to it. Like aside from Jack's death what i'm serious okay go ahead aside from his like how he died i feel like there's not something that i'm like itching to see it's just like a feel good family vibe but there's not like cliffhangers you know what i mean but you loved friends that's a friends never had a like plot oh you make a sex in the strong city. point no, Sex and City had tons because they were always dating somebody and then like, oh, are they going to make it no, last? No, but like Friends was like a new episode every time. Like it wasn't like a you're new You're right, but I don't think line. I watched Friends in real time. Oh, you're like late to the game. Yeah. You just need a, little, a lot of people a lot of pushing you, yeah, yeah. hearing about it enough. Yeah. Gets in your brain. Yeah. Brainwashing. But it's a great show. It is so good. I have the new show for you guys. What is it? The Resident. I think it's going to replace Grey's Anatomy for you. That's no, not possible. Not possible. I need a moment of silence for that comment. <laughs> what do you mean? How? It's so good. It's what a network medical is drama. It on? Fox. It starts like in a week or two. I saw the first two episodes. It stars Mad Zukri from Gilmore Girls, my personal favorite, Logan Huntsberger. It has the girl from um, Revenge. Remember that show? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Emily, oh, yeah. Emily Van Camp. Yeah. It's a medical show like you guys like. I don't know what more I could entice you with. Here's the I'm thing. I'm down to watch it. I love medical shows. Like, I love The Good Doctor and stuff. However, I found myself becoming less interested in The Good Doctor because they don't have, like, the drama of, like, a relationship or something that I'm this invested does. in. This does. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Okay, so there's relationships. Uh, yeah. So many. Becca. I see, yeah. It's the new year. Oh, shoot. And I, I made a ask. comment. I made a joke in December that yeah. you were going to give up Dr. Pepper in the new year. Yeah. And you actually have. Um, yeah, I did for four days. Oh, you're back on it already? Uh, I may have had a relapse. Oh, <laughs> Becca, you were doing so well. I know. I was, like, strong for four days. In fact, I was so strong. Like, I didn't have anything. I was, like, clean eating. And then Saturday came, and then it just spiraled. I spiraled. And what happened after the Dr. Pepper? So many things. <laughs> I just had Dr. Pepper. I had McDonald's. I had oh. <laughs> and Tiny was telling Chili's. me. Shonda Rhimes eats at Chili's, by the way. Did you see that tweet? I did. <laughs> it was really funny. Tanya and Teddy were discussing the fact that you would like an accountability coach, and I don't think that you're ready for That's that. That's what I said. I said, I said that on the phone. I was like, I will let you know when I'm ready. And when, so like, we're going to do baby steps now? Like, maybe cut out soda. Maybe cut out one fast food restaurant yeah i'm trying to figure out how to do it <laughs> to where i'm like not just <laughs> <laughs> wow we got Look, an email about if, your diet if i really doesn't want to change she shouldn't change she's it this has is, to come from within yeah i well, mean that's I, true. I well th that's the thing it's like 
I have moments where I'm like, I'm ready. Right. I don't like none of my clothes fit right. Like I don't feel good. I don't have energy. And then the the next moment, I'm like, you know, it sounds really good. It, there is this, there is a Some turning nugs there is a, a turning point. I do have to tell you though, because I, when I was on vacation, when I was in Mexico. Um, I uh, I went like I I was drinking. You know, I had a little you know tequila here and there, and then I would eat like I had like a cinnamon roll. And I'm telling you, it made me ill. Yeah, but you have to think, you eat clean most of the time. Right, but what I'm saying is like... like, At least a year you've been eating like super clean. My body is... I have fast food grease running through my veins. (laughs) Like, this is no like simple change for my body. Because I'm like a drug addict going into like (laughs) withdrawals when I don't have Dr. Pepper. This is true. What did the email say? What was the email It said, I'm so glad to know there are other people out there who struggle with the eat whatever you want and still keep your figure problem. This is Kristen, by the way. I'm sure the cholesterol could be cause for concern, but hey, God gave us taste buds for a reason. Life is meant for enjoying the ride. I'm almost 29. I just had my second baby. The first thing I wanted to eat after giving birth was a Five Guys burger. I was back in my regular jeans at three days postpartum. Wow. My workout routine during pregnancy was a 30-minute walk each day during my lunch break at work. So, Becca, don't let the haters rain on your parade. (laughs) Still love you, Tanya and Mark. You keep doing you. Love, Kristen. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Kristen, my girl. (laughs) I get it. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I kind of go back and forth because I'm like, I'd have noticed like it's it's different, right? As I get older, it's a little more like not so easy to just like not exercise and eat whatever I want. Like I feel I feel it, and like you know your body changes, but it's really hard when I'm like, oh, it's fine. Like everything still fits. It totally. might be a little bit tighter, but I'm eating whatever I want, not having to do anything about it. So like, and really, if you decide, how old are you? Twenty nine. I mean, if you at thirty nine, you decide to really get it together, like. It's fine, right? Yeah. Like it's not like you're doing permanent damage to yourself right now. You right. can you can choose to get it together whenever, as long as you do someday. I read about this lady who is 104 and she drank I think it was like either two or four Dr. Peppers a day. Oh jeez. And so I personally feel like that's going to be me if I continue. I don't know if I want to live that long, but What's your McDonald's order? It changes, Mark. Like, I don't just keep it the same. <laughs> right, like, sometimes she goes for breakfast. She's not going to get the same thing for no, breakfast. Okay. Sometimes I get a burger with fries and a Dr. Pepper. Just sometimes a cheeseburger get... or, like, a quarter pounder? Or no, like, I, I keep it classic. Either just a hamburger or a cheeseburger, no onions. Their onions look like rice, and I used to say, like, I don't want rice on my burger, Mom. Aww. I still want to <laughs> say that because it's, it's all grains. Um, yeah, and then sometimes I'm just like, wow, those golden crispy nuggets of white meat chicken <laughs> sign me up give me the tin <laughs> <laughs> it is true though like the fact that you can eat the way that you eat and look the way that you do is like a miracle so if i was given that ability i probably would lean more towards like yeah. a pizza here and there i don't know you like you really enjoy the taste of healthy food i do I'm enjoy like, healthy food but oh i do God. like my sweets every now and then yeah you're yeah, a big sweet i'm more on the like salty like i love pizza and i love fries and Nuggets and burgers. You're more like I want a chocolate cake. And, yeah, with yeah. a sundae mm. and a pizuki. Pizuki. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, speaking of indulging, I want to talk about this. Our uh, one of our sponsors, Wink. It is a wine delivery service. So it's a subscription service. You pick the wines that you want, and they send you for a month. 
you can even you can um specialize it too if you want more than four they'll send you more but that's kind of like the, so i say the like I, I want chardonnay so they'll if you so one of my challenges when i go to the store to buy wine i just stand there and look at all like even if i'm like i know i want a rosé i'll go and stand in front of the rosé and i have no idea which one's the yeah good. and i'm not like a wine connoisseur what are those people called that um a sommelier <laughs> wow <laughs> easton what was that again <laughs> Sommelier. What did, what you did I say? Sommelier. I don't know, but your mouth made some weird things <laughs> like, happen. I'm not one of those. Um, and so I don't know, like, what taste I'm looking for or what to look for when I'm buying wine. So on Wink, you just basically, I could say I want a rosé and I want a white wine. And then they would select it for you what they think you would like best. You kind of describe your taste buds, what you like. Do you like it fruity? Do you like it dry? They choose it for you. And then... Let's say you get the four and you're like, I really liked these two, but I didn't really like the other two. Then they'll customize the, the next, next order. order. That's awesome. I know. It's amazing. And so they they have a palette profile quiz. They send the wines that are curated to your taste. And then the more you rate, the more personalized your monthly sol- selections become. That's awesome. Because it is also like kind of embarrassing. I feel like sometimes people expect you just because you're drinking wine that you should know all about it. And I know nothing. Like when they hand you, when you're at the restaurant, they hand you the booklets of <laughs> yeah. wines. And I'm like, I don't know this one. Like, I don't know. The worst is when they're like, here, have a sample. And they're like, how does it taste? And I'm you're like, like tastes fine. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be, yeah. So this is going to teach us a lot, too, I feel like. Well, yeah. And it's like kind of takes the pressure off of you yeah. having to do it yourself because they're the professionals. Um, so it's Wink. It's spelled W-I-N-C. And um, it's only $13 a bottle shipped right to your door. It's kind of like a dream. Yeah. Especially, you know, with The Bachelor starting. Yeah. What better time to start your subscription? Totally. Um, and then each month they have new new wines that they put on the website. Um, all summer when we were at Stagecoach and Coachella, we had their summer water rosé. And I didn't even know that that was part of Wink's thing. Oh, that's awesome. I know. We should do this when we do watch all of our movies for the Oscars. Oh yeah, all mm-hmm. of our all of our five movies. That's a bottle. We could do a five. Each, and, yeah. yeah. Oh, a bottle each. Well, for each movie. Yeah, for exactly. Each. Okay. Um. So there's no membership fees. You can skip a month if you're trying to detox. You can cancel at any time. Shipping is complimentary, and if you don't like a bottle they send you, they'll replace it with a bottle you'll love, no questions asked. Oh. I know. It's a it's a dream come true. Um, discover great wine today. Go to trywink.com slash Becca. You'll get $20 off your first shipment. Again, that's T-R-Y-W-I-N-C dot com slash Becca, B-E-C-C-A for $20 off. One more time, trywink.com slash Becca. <laughs> yeah. I also want to talk about um, something that you said earlier today. Me? Yeah. Uh, you mentioned it in passing, but I thought it was really interesting about um, yeah. if it wasn't called Scrubbing In, it should be called I Hope He's Not Listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it's so true. I feel like we talk about guys. and So like, freely and openly. So freely. And yeah. then you don't realize, like, they could be listening. Yeah. Like, I remember one time, like, as much as we talk about Robert and he mentioned, like, oh, yeah, I listen to the podcast. And I was like, 
Oh. Oh. Whoops. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to keep talking because <laughs> I've said too much already. Yeah. But yeah, I I always think, like, we haven't talked about this, but I think it's like an unspoken thing that we both think about where it's like, okay, we really bring up these guys. And if they're curious, like, let's say you just met them and they see this on your profile, like totally. on your bio and they click on the link. And they're like, I'll just have a listen. <laughs> and the thing is, we don't say their names. We give them like cute little nicknames. Say, but like... <laughs> the guys know who they are. Well, yeah, Mr. Whole Foods probably going to figure out who he is in the story. I just find it so funny because I think one of the things that um, when you're listening to a podcast and you're a part of a podcast, you know, the more open and vulnerable about your life that you are, the more, you know, people can relate because everybody's going through these same situations. But then you forget that everybody's listening. And, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it, it, it sh- it's the perfect name if we didn't have scrubbing in. <laughs> well, we can't have you change your name because Dean no, wants I, to change his no, name. No, I am so not I interested. I hope he's not listening. I hope he's not listening. Yeah, I hope he's not listening. Do we it's have a, a hashtag? Like a total poll on passcode, yes or no? Well, it was very divided. Uh, some said that it's just asking for trouble. You're going to see stuff you don't want to see or don't understand or misinterpret and it causes problems others say it's standard you just everybody shares your passcodes and that way there's no mistrust nothing right in my relationship married 15 years it's just all everyone everyone just kind of has it amy doesn't remember any of mine or most of hers but i remember all of hers (laughs) for her Uh, but other this one was really interesting actually this is from amanda um, she listens to a lot of podcasts, but I look forward to yours the most, she says. Thank you, Amanda. You make me laugh out loud every week. Keep them going for a long time. I wanted to write you about needing your significant other's passcodes. My boyfriend Josh and I started dating in 2012. I was 23. He was 29. In high school, I was with a boy that cheated on me. I carried that baggage with me into my new relationship. I couldn't trust Josh. I had no reason not to. I didn't trust him. I put him in the same category as my high school boyfriend. Six to eight months into the relationship, I was a snoop. I saw something on his phone that ended up being nothing, but I couldn't keep it to myself. So now Josh knew I was a snoop and knew I didn't trust him and put a passcode on his phone. It was an issue for a long time. I told him, if I had your passcode, it would bring me comfort. (laughs) And then we wouldn't have to go through this. So he gave it to me. And for the next three years, I would check it once in a while and I never found anything. 2017 marked five years together. And we would argue about why he had yet to propose. I was thinking, is he deciding he doesn't want to be with me for the rest of his life? He would say, well, until you fully trust me, I will not be proposing. Mm. Nine months ago, Josh got a new phone. The new code had six digits. I decided in that moment I didn't need his passcode, and not knowing it was my way of proving to him I fully trust him. Christmas morning, he proposed, and I said yes. (laughs) Wow. This is where I agree with Amy. I rest my case. I don't need his passcode. I don't have or need any of his passwords to Facebook or email. It's a trust we have gained over six years that erases all the fears I had in the past. We are individuals first. And if someone wants to keep their passcode to themselves, don't assume the worst. It can work out. Amanda. Way to go, Amanda. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I got mixed reviews on it. So I'm, I think it's one of those things. It's like, I think it's, yeah, just, it's like a divided. Yeah. I kind of counted up the emails too. And I think it came in about 50, 50. So I think it's kind of how you roll. Yeah. And I think it's, it's such an individual, like how you are in a relationship is such an indiv- individual thing in general that like, well, so, I think uh, relationships are, you know what I mean? Like there's not one relationship that's this just like the other, you know? Everybody totally. wants something different out of a relationship, so I think, obviously, everybody's opinions are going to be different. 
you yeah. know. I've tried to get my wife to snoop more, and she could care less. Like I've said, like I've said to her, "Hey, I set it up on your phone, so if you want to know where I am at any time, you can just hit this button." And right. <laughs> because she, half the time she calls me is, "Where are you?" Right. So right. now you so don't now have to do that. Have to you do can that. just go look at the map. She's like, "I, I don't want. I, 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 it's fine." Girl, I put a tracking device <laughs> for myself I on your phone. Have a tracking device. Are you curious? <laughs> yeah. Nope. Couldn't care less. You're at like a brothel. <laughs> are you curious? <laughs> Do they still call it a brothel? Wait. <laughs> I kind of like Lexi. Oh, man. Wait. <laughs> oh, Lexi, Lexi, Lexi. Uh, Do they age call it a brothel sure. in Vegas? Uh, I have no idea. I Gentleman's think they call Club? it the Bunny Ranch. The Bunny Ranch, yeah. Oh, which I'm is, at the I Bunny Ranch. I think that's the name what of a brothel, think? isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's a specific. Do you want to read Lexi? Yeah. Um, go ahead. Hi, Becca and Tanya. I love listening to your podcast every week and hearing everyone's advice. My question is, how big of an age difference do you think is okay when dating someone? I've been seeing someone who's seven years older than me for a couple of months. I'm 22. He's 29. It's been great. I met him through mutual friends at church. We seem to have the same values in regards to faith and family. I really like him. The age difference doesn't bother me, but I'm wondering in the long run, will it be more of an issue? Love you guys. Thanks for making me laugh every week. Oh, well, thank you for Lexi. listening. We love you, Lexi. Um, mm-hmm. I, I am like, don't have any problem with age. You know what's interesting? I don't either. I think that there really isn't an age to, I mean, love is love. However, wow. yeah, yeah. deep. Yeah, so deep. <laughs> but I think that there is a statistic that relationships that are the same age are the most likely to succeed. That is a true statistic. I'm sure, but I mean, the, like we just said, with every relationship, it's like different. You have different, different. There could be five twenty-seven-year-old men lined up, and every single one has a different maturity level and different totally. approach on life. Right, but generally speaking, men mature more slowly Slow. than women. Yeah, I mean, this is true in middle school and puberty. This mm-hmm. is true in your twenties, and I think twenty-nine and twenty-two is pretty close in terms of maturity level. Yeah, I mean, Don't I agree. Think? I think that yeah. I actually think that's a good. I don't think there's anything wrong with that age difference. I was 29 when my wife was 22 and we were together at the time. And, and there you go. I think seven years is, is fine. Is, yeah. this, is Lexi your wife? Just yes, email, Lexi's email, my wife. Calling in. <laughs> emailing in. Wait, how old is the girl on the on the Bachelor? Have they revealed how old she's I 22. think she's 21 or 22. Yeah. Okay, they've not how, revealed it, though. How old no, is he? Uh-uh, he's 36. Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> no, they haven't revealed it, but it's like out there. She's thir- He's 36? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, like that's a that's significant. Fourteen years is significant. Yeah, but she's—I don't know. I mean, what I've seen, I can't tell if she's just playing I think older. It's personal or preference too. I remember I was dating a guy um, in his forties, and he looked great. Like I didn't even—you know what I mean? Like it was totally great. The only thing is, you know, when we would have conversation, he would say, "You know, I lived here for eight years, and I did this first." 10 years and I was like wow I haven't even been out of college for 10 years you know yeah. and so it was like a little bit of a weird situation in that regard mm-hmm. you know so like it was hard to relate like yeah. life experience yeah so I think if if you guys you know if it's not weird for you then who cares man love doesn't have an age love is love <laughs> Here's one for Becca from Ashley. Okay. First Becca, can I just say that I'm pretty sure we are the same person. Oh, Ash I binge listen to your podcast and I feel like I relate to you on such a personal level. I'm also emotionally unavailable. Oh, I'm like all like happy that we're the same. And I continuously date guys and break up with them before the third date. I feel bad, but it is what it is. I really enjoy yours and Tanya's insights on being single, religious, and dating. It's appreciated. 
What do you do with all your friends being in relationships? Mm. My best friend is engaged with a baby, and all of our other friends are in serious relationships. I like most of their boyfriends, so I spend a lot of time with them, but how much is too much when I don't have a significant other to join? Ashley. And by the way, she also adds, as a P.S., I feel the same way about Grey's Anatomy that you do. I love it, and I hate these new characters Shauna's trying to make me care about. And Tanya, Mer, and Karev are never getting together. Gross. Ashley, I love you. Um, first of all, I, that's so funny about the going on like dates and then ending it before the third date because before a long time when I used to date, I don't do that anymore. Um, but when I used to, I would go on like maybe one or two and then that would pretty much be it guaranteed. Yeah. Like I would just be like, mm-hmm. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Like the fact if I even got to two, it was like good for this guy, but No, so, yeah. I think you're pretty good at two. It's two after two's when you dropped off. Yeah. So um I totally get that that feeling of not wanting to waste your time or anyone else's time and kind of just like not being into it at all. Um, I feel like a lot of my good friends aren't really in relationship. Like my sisters live with me and they're like two of my be- like best friends. Tanya is one of my best friends. Um, Amy is one of my best friends. Like I just don't have a I I guess not fortunate in the sense that I want them to be single, but right. I don't have to deal with that often. And I think if I did, I mean. I would just embrace it. I think they would be in the same position as you if they hadn't met their significant other. And if it wasn't you, it could be one of them. And I would just embrace it and keep going on dates if you're if you're wanting a significant other to be around all the time. Personally, I don't spend a lot of time trying. So that's where I struggle with giving advice because I don't care. <laughs> I wonder if you would like long distance. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like just crazy. I think. No, you're not crazy. I <laughs> do you think you're like in the... you would like somebody where you got real excited to see them and then you would see them for a weekend and then they'd go away for two weeks? I think like in my head that's ideal, but I also feel like I would struggle with like, what are they doing every day? Like, what are they, yeah. you know, I think, I don't know. I think that's why I'm kind of coming from, I have done long distance and it, in my opinion, it sucked. Yeah, it's I not mean, ideal. I, it's not ideal. It's not like, ideal. You, I mean, if you have to do it, you have to do it. But it's not like I don't think it should be something that you like strive hope, for. Strive for. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like, I go back and forth between being like, I'm going to download dating apps. I'm going to make the effort, and then, but majority of the time, I'm just like, so. when he shows up, oh. you'll be good. That's yeah. the thing. I, I think so that's, too. That's what I think for you. I, I, what if? He is a doctor, and on, like, the side, he delivers Postmates, and then one time I order, and he brings me my Postmates. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm still my scrubs. I'm actually yeah. uh, uh, and his orthopedic beep, his, his pager, something. His pager goes off, and he's like, I've got to go. I've got to go. Oh, wait. No, that's my other pager because Postmates. I also, yeah. <laughs> I have to deliver some Jack in the Box. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's my next Postmates order. Because yeah, I'm trying I'm to do an appy and then I'm going to deliver some. He's like, I'm raising Cheesecake I'm, Factory. He's like, I'm donating the money that I make from Postmates to the children's hospital. Yeah. And then he sees Phoebe and he's like, oh my gosh, that's so crazy because my dog is named Joey <laughs> or Monica or Rachel. Yeah. And then they're friends. And then they're friends. This is not unlikely. Don- so, what was Ashley's question? <laughs> well, it's about 
all of your friends being in relationships. Tanya, this is something you can relate to, too. Yeah, you're saying yeah. that a lot of your friends have hooked up and have gotten married and having babies, and is oh, that hard? Oh, yeah. Um, it is hard. I'm not going to lie to you. My best friends from college, um, out of the four of us, I'm the only one out of the four that's not married um, without kids. One of us doesn't have kids, but essentially I'm the only one that's single still. And uh, I remember flying back from my friend Sarah's baby shower that we threw her, and I got on the airplane to come back to L.A., and I just found out that my big ex had just gotten married, and I was just at, like, such a low. I just cried the whole, like, airplane home because, like, I'm these are my best friends. We grew up together, and they're in such beautiful relationships, you know? Like, they're not in relationships that they have to be in. They're in relationships that they want to mm-hmm. be in, and their significant others cherish them and love them. And there's such beautiful—you know, there's nothing bad. Like, they're, it's so beautiful, and I'm so happy for them. It's not like I cry because— I'm upset. It's like I cry because I. It's such a. They're so in such beautiful, happy relationships, and I. I want that so badly for myself. Um. So I do think that it's hard sometimes, but I also. Um. I think that I'm on such a specific path, and it's. It, I think when you start looking at other people and you like look to the left and the right, and you're not focused on your own path, that that's when life gets to be a little bit tricky, and it, it messes with your mind and it messes with your happiness. And I think I always just have to tell myself that. Um, these relationships that are around me are around me for a reason because it shows me that I what I want and what I strive for will come my way when it's supposed to come. And you can't rush the process. And I think that's all I always just have to tell myself that the people that are in relationships around you are there for a reason to show you what you want and it is possible and just know that you're on your own timeline. Totally. Advice. Yeah, I yeah. actually think that's really good advice. And like, but it's from like personal experience. Yeah, and I think it's 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 anybody that says it it's not tough, they're like lying because you know, well, okay, or they're Becca. Because <laughs> 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 there are moments, you know, yeah, like I can stand here and I can you know say that this this this, but yeah, there are moments where I just I literally cried the whole flight home from from Texas because I was just. You know, having a moment. Feel so yeah. bad for the person sitting next to you. Totally. You just weep for hours. <laughs> They're like, I forgot my headphones. <laughs> Do I say something? And I'm a talker, so I was just going in. I was like, oh, I really could have a second, baby. They're all, okay. <laughs> I don't speak English. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> no habla. <laughs> <laughs> Um, wait, I like this. Um, wait, I first also want to say one, Meredith and Forever never getting together. Um, okay, so this is from Amelia. She says, "Hi, Beck." Like this one? I'm doing it. This is my first time reading it. <laughs> uh, hi, Beck and Tanya. I'm really curious about what has led you two to live a life of faith, particularly in Jesus. I know you've mentioned in it a few times. And you talked about prayer in your last podcast, and I thought it was so cool because I just think it's so rare to see people who are well-known in, er- in entertainment to be open about their belief in God. Though I do feel like I see it more and more, which is exciting. I would just like to hear more of your own story about also about knowing Jesus, partially because I'm just curious and also because it's really encouraging to see how God is working in people's lives. I love that despite the bad news we hear often, God is always at work and bringing hope and restoration to the world. You all bring so much positivity and honesty and laughter into everyone's ears each week. So keep it up. Love, Amelia. I love that. I know. But your story is actually very interesting. Mine is, um, I grew up in a Christian home and I went to, I grew up going to church. So it was kind of like part of my, like, I kind of had to do that. 
Um, and then I went to a Christian school too. So it was almost like if you weren't like a Christian or didn't have a relationship with God, you were kind of like not like it was like, wow, they're like heathens. But, um, I also think it was kind of a problem in going to college because I was so, I, I almost had like a judgmental approach to anything that wasn't what I grew up with. And so like anyone who was drinking or doing stuff that I didn't do or that I thought was wrong or been told wrong my whole life, I, instead of just approaching it as like, that's their decision and whatever, I was very like judgmental, judgmental. Um, and so then at some point, I don't even know, probably in my twenties was when I was like, you know what, this is like my decision on how I live my life. And it's my job as a Christian and like having that belief is to love other people and not be judgmental or turn them away from from my lifestyle, but to just be a light and an encouragement regardless if they believe or not. And so I think that's kind of my story's not as like this transformative like lifestyle, but it was interesting growing up and kind of it being just a routine to being like more of a relationship. Right. But yours is yours is actually like it was like a like a lifestyle change. Totally. It like it was the craziest thing because I mean, I grew up serving Orthodox. So I grew up. My dad goes to church, but I was going to church and not really understanding what they were saying. You know, like when you just go to go and you're not like, I, I don't know, it's different for me because I didn't understand what they were saying. Mm-hmm. So I was just like going to church and not really getting anything out of it. You know, like I don't understand what the sermon is. So it was just like one of those things I did on Sundays. And then um, I was like at a really bad place like I really think I was depressed maybe like five years ago I just was like and Mark can attest he saw me I mean Amy this was post breakup yeah yeah just in a like bad mental state Mm -hmm. and um I started going to a Christian church and um it was like that one one day I went and it was almost like he was speaking like directly to me like what I needed to hear but how how did you find that church was it a friend that took you there it was actually um so I was crying every day at work I would cry I'd go down the in the hallways when we were at the e-building and Jason Kennedy actually ran into me and we were like friendly we'd say hi to each other we knew each other well and he's like I don't he didn't even know what was going on he's like I don't know what's going on in your life I've just seen seen you crying a lot and um I don't know if, if this interests you at all but I do a bible study and we're doing one tonight it might help you like I'm more than happy to have you come mm-hmm. and so I was like I've tried everything under the sun uh, you know up until that point you know I went through the whole like drinking going out sleeping around you know like just all that phase of it and then I was like I let me just see and then I went and it just it was this crazy just I have no idea. It was like he was just speaking to me. And ever since then, I started going every, it was, I think it was like every other week. And then um, I just completely like saw my life just make like a com- total, what is it, 360, 180? Mm-hmm. 180. Yeah, 180. Um, and now it's something that it is so, like I go to church because I get something, I, I like I, I, like you're fed. I'm fed. And I live, <laughs> I live my life Monday through Saturday as a Christian because it's just made so much sense in my life. It's brought such like a, a wholeness that I'd never felt before. So it's something that I did for, it's actually, I think the first thing I've ever done for myself mm-hmm. in my life. And it was always, a. it's so funny because it was always such like um a little bit of a conversation in my past relationships, you know, like, oh, I want you to convert to be Serbian Orthodox just because that's what I was just thought, Yeah, yeah. you know, and now it's like, I know, I know I'm, I'm, I'm Christian and, and, and that's, 
how I live. That's how I, that's how I do everything. That's, that's the lens that I do everything like in my life through now. Mm-hmm. Pardon me for not knowing about Serbian Orthodox, but are the two religions different enough that this has caused any friction with you and your parents? Um, essentially, like, no, because, um, yes, it has caused friction, but, um, you know, faith is faith, and you're, you, we believe in the same God, and, you know, um, holidays are obviously a little bit different, you know, there's traditions that are different in each faith, um, and it has caused a little bit of friction because, you know, I was raised one way, and I'm choosing to go a different path. Um, but I think at the end of the day, like my parents know that they raised me right and that I'm making these decisions for myself. And, you know, um, it is an awkward conversation and it took some getting used to for them for sure. Um, you have a brother and sister. Are they also Serbian Orthodox or they fled? Yeah, no, they're Serbian Orthodox. Um, it was, it was a hard conversation, but I think at the end of the day, you're an adult and you're doing, you know, you have to live your life. And it's not like I want to abandon my Serbian traditions. You know, like there are certain things that I'm going to carry on when I get married. I want to celebrate my Slava, my, my dad's Slava. And, you know, and like, there are things that I still will take from that. Um, but I think it's just such a different, it's just a completely different way that you live your life. And I think you can, uh, you can, um, a test. A test. Mm-hmm. It just kind of, it's helped me immensely. Well, it's just like, I mean, I even mentioned it with Amy last week. Like, sometimes you get into a place where you're kind of like, everything's good in my life, but there's just something that, like, is off, and I don't know what it, like, where that's stemming from or what's missing. And so you try to fill it with hanging out with your friends or doing things that you like to do, and you're like, something's still just missing. And I, I found that whole, like you said, that wholeness in my relationship with God. And so... Um, it is, it's, it's not just a going to church once a week. Yeah. And this is the thing. So what, so I think a lot of people can relate to like when you break up with somebody and you, that you've been dating for a long time, the, a lot of things that go through your mind are like, um, you don't feel like I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to go to a wedding by myself and I have to start dating again. And like, I don't know myself out of this relationship and oh, I have to like that. He was the one for me. How do I get him back? Like you're all these like questions are running through your head of like all these things and your anxiety's up and you can't sleep and you can't eat. And, uh, and now, um, I have such like an ease and like, obviously I'm a little bit crazy. Like I, I overanalyze and things like that, but I have a calmness in my heart knowing that like what's meant for me is going to find its way. Yeah. And it all comes from my faith. Like it's like this weird, like it's just like peace. I yeah. Like peace. Um, yeah. Peace. Peace. So I hope that answered your question. I think it sure did. I think it did too. Um, there's a few more emails, but first I want to talk about, um, this was interesting this past week. Did you see the whole thing about Kendall Jenner? About her, like, skin and stuff. I feel so bad for her because I went through that last year, and there were, I think it was, like, right around Jingle Ball, and I was like, oh, like, I Wait, but what happened? People were saying, like, ew, your skin? Yeah, I guess people were saying, like, oh, my God, her skin looks so So terrible. Yeah. And what she was saying, like. She kind of said, don't ever let that stuff stop you from, like, living your life. Right, right, right. But. Having like been in that position, it and especially her, like it's cameras around her constantly. Um, I I felt really bad for her. Yeah. I was like, and it's like a she has the best people in the world doing her makeup and you know skincare stuff. So, um, I feel for her. But that one, I wanted to lead that into our next um sponsor, who's BioClarity, and I wanted to just talk about their product because it's clean and it's a hundred percent vegan. It's cruelty free. Um, it's a three-step process. So they have the cleanser, they have the treatment, and then they have the restore gel. Um, and the 
it's just like a very simple product. It's not, there's not a ton of chemicals. It's right. not overpriced. It's just, it is what it is. And it's, um, a lot of products are steering vegan now. I feel like I think people are realizing there's safety in a product being clean. Yeah. Like if you look at the ingredients and it, and it's like just a paragraph of things that you've never right, heard it's like of. Zol, 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 yeah. zol. I think like, you're uh. trying to say like salicylic acid, but <laughs> zol, zol, zol. Somalia. Yeah. No, that's the right one. I don't know what you said. Um, so BioClarity delivers uh, glowing clear skin by reducing redness and boosting your natural beauty. So the Restore Gel is the one that has the um, uh, chlorophyll product in it that takes away the redness. Love that. Um, and it's delivered straight to you and it's easy to use. If you want to start the new year with a healthy habit and get glowing clear skin, just go to bioclarity.com. Um, my listeners will get their first month for only $9.95 plus free shipping. So that's, that's a a steal. Yeah, it really is. Um, it's a $20 savings and it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee, but you do have to enter the code BECCA. So again, that's bioclarity.com and enter code BECCA. Becca. Um, yeah. Having skin problems. It, it seems so dramatic until, because I used to be like, oh my gosh, people are so dramatic when they talk about their skin being bad, but it really makes you just... I bet. I would shut be, down. I mean, I like knock on wood, I've never had to deal with acne i'm like knocking on it hard oh, wait a second you've come I, in many a morning that's what i'm saying i get out one, about your chin that's what i'm saying no, i get no, one okay. pimple. Yeah, yeah, okay. one pimple i get like... one pimple and i'm like <gasps> so i, I get it i yeah. i that it's hard yeah it's yeah it was aggressive can we rapid fire a couple of these because i think there are some more interesting emails i do too uh kelsey i thought those interesting. it's just different than what we normally get okay uh becca of course was on The Bachelor, in case anyone didn't know that. <laughs> and Kelsey would like to know about her best friend, who's 25. She's saving herself for marriage, mm-hmm. and she's considering nominating her to be on The Bachelor. Oh. And she has some questions. One, she has no social media. Will that hurt her chance of being selected? No. I almost, I, it should help her. They should be like, okay, she's not trying to like right. go on to be a, uh, a digital influencer yeah. like myself. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, but I mean, when I when I went on the show, this wasn't a thing yet. So I can say with like genuine clarity or whatever the word is I'm looking for. I had no idea that this would be my life. But yeah, I think not having social media might benefit her. By I hope way, so. We okay. just revisited yeah. Becca's first out of the limo. Oh, yeah. It was, oh. We it watched was, both of my seasons. That's my, fun. Yeah. No, it was great. Did you do something weird? Or no, did you, or her like, foot. Her foot just went out like this. Okay. No, it did not. Yes. No. You came out of there like a cheerleader on crack. <laughs> you did. Okay. I, please, I would like for the listeners to email to let me know that you disagree with that. The guy was like, make sure you take a big step out of the limo. So I, I like my step out is very exaggerated, but I did not stick my leg out. Yes. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. And you posted on your. She posted. I posted yeah. it. It was uh, so oh, you did? good. Yeah. On her okay. story. Um, keep keep going. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Next question. Uh, how do I know when the right time to submit a friend apply is? Meaning, what she's saying is her friend is more of a Ben Higgins, Sean Lowe kind of a gal than a Nick Vile kind of a gal. Oh. Meaning, different guys might be bad right, fits for her. Right. Is there any way to know that going in? No, because I think all the girls thought it was gonna be Peter, and it, they yeah. they kind of made a switcheroo. Get yourself in the bucket. Yeah. 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 Get in the bucket. And <laughs> lastly, 
I feel as though she may be too good for the Bachelor world because she's very strong in her faith. She has very high standards. In fact, she's made the decision to not make out until engaged. Whoa. She doesn't want to be tempted to go any further and feels as if she if she intimately kissed someone, she would feel tempted. Pecking is okay. Oh, my. Yeah, she. I don't think she needs to go on The Bachelor. Yeah. Well, her question for you is, did you let them know you were a virgin bef- during the casting process? No, so I didn't. No one knew. Um, I didn't talk about it. And then I didn't even bring it up till Ashley, I was crying. And she was like, I think I ruined things. And I was just like sitting on the couch. I was like, what happened? She was like, I told him. I was, or uh, one of the other girls was like, she told him she was a virgin. And I just was like, oh, yeah, me too. And the, I was like, oh. Like, I have a mic on. There's cameras on me. And, like, instantly one of the producers was like, Becca, let's go chat. I'm like, oh, like, I know what my storyline's about to be. Oh, no. Because I think going into it, I didn't want that to, like, I I had seen, like, what, how they make people's storylines. And I didn't want that to be all that people knew about me. And it kind of was all I talked about for a long time after the show. You know, like, that's what people would ask about. Um, and that's what they asked me about throughout that season, for sure. But, um, no, it wasn't something I went in. I wasn't like, I'm a virgin. It just happened when that innocent moment where I was like, oh, my God, I'm on a TV show and mic'd up. <laughs> I was trying to comfort Ashley. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Um, yeah. But I think that I think that's good advice for her. That totally. maybe Maybe not. Right I mean, yeah, I, I was like, I, I, my whole thing, I thought my dad, my grandma, my mom, everyone's watching this. The thought that I'm going to kiss someone on TV is like, and I've kissed like multiple people before I went on the show, but you don't know what you look like when you kiss. You don't know, like, that's right. so scary. And I, I even Chris tried to, uh, like was going to lean in and kiss me on a group date. And I was like, I don't like you just kissed. I just listened to all the girls talk about making out with right. you. Like, that's so weird. I'd rather it be our. Wouldn't that be interesting to producers? That not only is she a virgin, she won't even make yeah, out Yeah, but you. if she doesn't want to be peer pressured, that is not the yeah. place you want to go. Maybe yeah, she I should suppose. do Christian Mingle. Oh, well, maybe. That's She's a- also a taxidermist. Does that add to any oh, of Oh, the- there's a girl in there that's it's a Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, so maybe that's already been done. I, what, have you watched this season? <laughs> I love this girl. Uh, Michelle says, my husband and I have been married a little over a year and a half. I just found out we're eight weeks pregnant with our first baby. Aww. He's a phenomenal man, but lately there's been a lack of chemistry in our physical connection. He always finds an excuse to not have sex, even before I was pregnant. Oh. We're very emotionally compatible. The physical aspect has quickly gone away. When I discuss it with him, he says, babe, it's just pregnancy hormones. And he walks away. How should I approach this? Is it normal for the excitement of the physical relationship to vanish? Is pregnancy a detrimental factor towards physical activity in a relationship? I'm 29. He's 31. So I saw this email and emailed our, we have this like sex expert. Mm. So I emailed her. She's in Australia, but she can come on next week okay. to try and help us with this because I don't know that any of us are necessarily qualified. Well, <laughs> I, I, I can say uh, 15 years together, two babies, th- there's going to be an ebb and flow to the uh-huh. situation, but I am concerned about him. Because I felt I, the same. And I don't know. I mean, is it is it too much of a stereotype to say the guy is almost always, always interested? I know. No, my, I don't. my gut though is is he nervous because she's pregnant that it's wigging him out? She said it's before the pregnancy. They yeah, started. yeah. I, I think they need some 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 expert. We'll get an expert. But my thought is, I don't and I don't want to be graphic here, but she needs to come up with new ways to initiate, make him an offer he can't refuse, mm-hmm. because sometimes guys are lazy and they don't want to go through the. Oh, let's put on soft music and let's mm-hmm. light some candles and let's go through the entire yeah. four-play situation so and blah, 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 blah. I think just going for it 
is an option, although it's risky. If he turns you down, it's, it's kind of humiliating. Well, yeah. Also, he needs to stop taking matters into his own hands because I feel like True. guys have needs and guys take care of those needs because it's so much easier and quicker uh-huh. to do that than the candle and the soft music and everything else. And then that's when it really dies. Right. And if she's kind of approaching more on like this emotional, like, why aren't you giving me attention? It might be like he just doesn't. Which of, I think still might need some. Yeah. A lot of women panic and say, if he's not getting it from me, he's getting it from somewhere. somewhere. Often that somewhere is himself. That's <laughs> <laughs> so true. But he is getting it from somewhere, I right. think. Yeah. I think, unless there's some sort of hormonal issue. To me, it's issue. a thing, because I think it should be the number one thing. Yeah. I do. I, I mean, my, yeah, I would, I would have the same concerns as I've been around a while, her. and I think that that should be number one in the relationship. So I, I'm concerned, but I'm wondering if it's the baby. Could be. I don't know if I agree that it's number one, but I do agree it's very important, and I do agree as a woman we want to feel wanted and like, um, like we want to know that he like wants us. Like if anything, we want to be able to be like not tonight or not right, right now, rather than that's, and that's shuts, your job. It, that's not his job. Doesn't it shut right. down? Like I feel like it's if she's only what, a month and a half in, right? Mm-hmm. Or is she two months in? Doesn't like weeks. shut down when you're like at like. Eight, nine yeah, months. Yeah, I was going to say further like along. Like further along. Yeah, there's going to be a, a time when it's not available. Yeah. Although they don't say that that's always the case. Well. I think it's funny. I think you're able to. I think you're physically able to the whole pregnancy. I think you like. Right after birth, there's right. going to be a dry that's spell unless there's a C-section. Yeah, yeah. Wait, but I think it's funny that, or not funny, I don't know what the word is, but when he when they tried to discuss it and he says, babe, it's just pregnancy home hormones. Like, she's? <laughs> like, he has pregnancy hormones? Or he's saying <laughs> she's being excuse. like overthinking yeah. things. <laughs> he has like the the male version of pregnancy hormones and just can't. Yeah, no, sorry, <laughs> too much stress. Uh, Sam says, "I'm interested to hear your thoughts on the idea of soulmates. Do you guys mm. think there's one person in the world for you, or do you think that when you find the person you want to spend your life with, they become the one? I'm happily married to my husband of eight years, who falls into the first category only because I put him in the second category." Interested to hear your perspective. Hmm. Uh, I love the idea of soul. Like, that is one of the most romantic, like, magical ideas that I know of. Like, when I think about people talking about soulmates, whether it's with your friends. Like, I loved in Sex and the City when she's all, y'all are my soul. Like, you girls are my soulmates. Like, I love that. And I, I believe in having that, those, like, like, you're souls are just connected and you are just meant to be in each other's life. I don't know if I believe there's one person because I've heard of people who have lost a spouse or have, um, yeah, like lost a spouse and then gotten remarried and it's like a different love, but Mm -hmm. it's a strong love. So I don't know if it's shockingly, I agree with you. Wow. (laughs) I I can't even argue with you because I totally agree. I believe in soulmates and I believe in multiple. Yeah. Oh, I love I the romantic part of me that's like diehard notebook fan is like there's only one like that's so romantic. However, I be, you think about how many people are on this earth and how many how many people we don't get to meet and how many people we'd have connections with if we were just in the right place at the right time, which brings me back to fate. But I think that I think that there's different versions of soulmates. I think is what I believe, and I believe there's a connection and a chemistry that goes beyond what can just be tangibly explained you can't explain it but there is a connection and a chemistry that is bigger than yeah what do you think 
I go back and forth on this because I have my, my logical brain that tells me that there's six billion people in the world, and the idea that there's only one person I could make a happy, wonderful relationship with for the rest of my life seems silly to me. Yeah. You know, I'm one of those that thinks there's got to be aliens out there somewhere because the universe is infinite. Right. That sort of logical yeah. behavior. But then I think about my wife and the fact that at least three separate times in mm-hmm, Milwaukee, mm-hmm. our paths crossed before we actually met, and we realized it later. I was there too. Oh, I was there that day. Oh, mm-hmm. I saw you doing that. Oh. That that fate or God or the universe was trying to push us together in some way. Yeah. So then I wonder maybe there is some sort of energy that brought us together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I've, I've not heard that story up chills right now. <laughs> I believe in soulmates. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One or multiple. One. Wow. So you believe like maybe you could have a connection chemistry with other people, but there's that one that's just like that. That that unshakable, ungodly, ungodly. <laughs> no, that's not right. Whatever. Uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I do. I do. There was a picture that went viral a couple of years ago of a family photo taken back in the '80s or something, and uh, this oh, this married couple found this picture. They were looking through old pictures, and here's my oh, this is the one. She was a kid on the beach. This is her and her family, and in the background of the picture is the husband. And he had no idea they were both this. on the same beach at the same time. And maybe that's just, you know, we're all atoms flying right. around yeah, here and, yeah. and people are going to meet up. Or fate's trying to push you together. I don't know. Yeah. I, I had that happen. I dated someone for years and years. And um, after many years later, we were at a friend's house and found a photo of us together at a party years before wow. we met. Oh, that's We so were weird. like, wait, when, what is this? Mm-hmm. But not your soulmate. No, or could it be? Or could it be? No, I don't (laughs) think so. Like, I'm pretty confident to say no, but he's something. Yeah. I mean, he's been in my life for 18 years. So Mm. it's like, and we stayed friends even after we didn't date anymore. Mm -hmm. So there's something. I don't know what or why. I can't explain that yet. Give me another 18 years. (laughs) Did you hear about how Dean had a screenshot of me following him like a year? Like, a year and a half ago or like two years ago because no. he said he asked me one time he was like why did you follow me and then unfollow me and I was like I didn't and he was like yeah you did he was like a like a few years ago I'm like Dean I have no I like I don't know who you are like before you went on the show and I mean the only thing I could think of is if Hannah my old roommate who's a mutual friend right. brought him up and I saw him and thought he was cute and then followed him because it's before he was on television yes so weird and he said he has a screenshot of it. But I believe in all that stuff. All that uh, well, stuff. Well, if we found out that you and Dean were each other's soulmates, yeah. I would not be shocked by that. What? What? That's random. Tanya? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I don't Wait, know. Wait, this really came out of, of nowhere. I'm having a really tough time with words today. <laughs> this came out of nowhere. <laughs> I don't believe Salaye. in coincidence as much as I believe in meant to be for a reason, but I don't always know the reason. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, that's okay. like it's not just a coincidence. There's more to it. Y'all really bombarded me with these like uh, like thoughts today. Are you backing me up on this or not? Am yeah, I-, I mean, I really love Dean, and I really love you, and I would. Beck and Dean would be great for each other in five years from now. Yeah, I He's agree. Not with that. ready. Good looking okay. babies, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> or like strange because we kind of look alike. You know, they could have like a weird. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. need you guys not to call each other bro and sis. It's like for a, a little joke. Bit. It's fine. Um, today was a little bit different. I'm sorry I was late. Didn't make it for our guests, but 
I'm both here in spirit and on the phone via salon. Yeah, thank you so much, Teddy, for coming. I can't wait to get lunch, and uh, maybe we can have some buttered Pop-Tarts together and tall glass of Dr. Pepper. (laughs) She did give some helpful tips, though, for our listeners. Yeah, they were some really good tips. The water drinking one in the morning, something I'm really going to try and do. Mm -hmm. That's a change I can make, Mark. That's a resolution. Love it. Um, thank y'all so much for the emails. We love them. They give us something to talk about, keep our lives and our podcasts interesting. We love that y'all care so much. So keep those coming. That's scrubbing in at iheartmedia.com. Um, thank you to all of our sponsors. We love having y'all as part of this too. And also, I hope that everyone has an amazing week. Amy, we're going to think positive this week. We are. We're going to speak life. We're going to be positive this week. And we will see you all next week. Oh, I'm so sad it's over. Time of death, (laughs) 2.56 p.m.